You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. That is Mitchell Tenpenny, a sober Mitchell Tenpenny, says he's seen ghosts. He not only believes in them, he's seen them. I believe in them. Halloween is tomorrow, and I believe in the other 364 days of the year, too. Really? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's something out there that we can't quite explain. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Okay. Ever seen one? You look at me with that, that, that smirk on your face, but you yourself had an experience with your brother when you were kids. But I didn't see it. But that, that I felt it. They're, they're, they're not going to come up to hello, my baby, hello, my darling. Well, you know, they're supposed to be kind of coy. I, I kind of get that. At the same time, you know, I know that, I, it, for instance, I didn't know we'd get into it at this moment, but we will. Okay. Allegedly, there is a, a haunted Burger King here in Sacramento, and we will address this later. It's off okay. of Florin Road. It's one of Sacramento's most haunted places, right? Probably. That's what it says. Yeah. And so they sent this paranormal guy in there, and he, it's a half-an-hour show. He didn't find anything. You don't see anything. He doesn't find anything. It's just a half an hour of him roaming around the Burger King with this little thing that looks like a cell phone that, that detects paranormal activity, yeah. and it goes from zero to three point one in some of the areas of the Burger King. So, well, it's probably here. Well, that's that, that's the energy force. It's it's raiding the energy force. I, I don't bam, but you just wasted a half an hour of my time. I saw I could sit there with my ooh, cell phone or whatever and go, hey, look, it's up to three point one. No, that is a highly calibrated, sophisticated electronic device designed to detect ghosts, and it was doing exactly what it was supposed to I'm do. I'm sure it is. I think that this guy went in there and said, I'm going to make a TV show, and he said, fine, and he got his meal for free. That's what I think <laughs> happened. That's possible. Actually, it's a pretty brilliant plan. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> Back to the big question for the Chase Rice tickets, who, again, is going to be at Ace of Spades on November 6th. And we've got tickets uh, all this week at this time. Introduced to America back in the 1880s out of the city of Philadelphia. This is a big item around Halloween time. It was originally called Chicken Feed. Name it. Hey, Gary, go ahead. Good morning. How about uh, candy corn? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is candy corn. Nice job. What's, how you doing, Gary? I'm doing great, guys. Okay, so today is National Candy Corn Day. What do you think? Yeah, I, I can leave them. I think this might be a game changer, though. I just posted a picture on our Facebook page. Go check it out. I've never seen this before. Apparently, candy corn is designed to be arranged to look like candy corn on the cob. And what you do is you you can either stack it up so that it looks like corn on the cob, or in this picture, they've taken like sugar cookie dough, and then they've pushed candy corn in all the way around so that it looks like candy corn on the cob. And yes, granted, it still tastes the same, but it looks completely different, and all of a sudden, I'm like not so against it. In order for me to be interested, it would have to look exactly like a Reese's cup. <laughs> Ever forget a password and you had to try to recover and it took you half a day? God, all the time. It is so frustrating. Yesterday, for our benefits, I had to check in and make sure I was okay. And we have so many different accounts, and this was one of them where I'd forgotten the password. So I tried a couple. It wasn't working. And then they ask you these, because I got the username right. They ask you these security questions. And it wasn't one of those things where sometimes they'll give you 10 or 12 security questions and you get to pick two. Yeah. They just kept rolling out two different ones every time. Everything from, I know what my youngest sibling's middle name is, so I got that right. Uh-huh. First phone number. I don't know. I don't even know what I would have written down there. <laughs> First address. Again. 
Who knows? Knows? Yeah. And then the best one was, what was your first memory? <laughs> Do you remember if you even filled those out to begin with? No, I don't. <laughs> That's my first memory. <laughs> My God. So at least at the bottom, because, you know, I'm a guy and I'm trying to fix this and I'm not going to ask for directions. Right. At the bottom it says, click here if you need help. So I clicked on that and it says, send a message for help. So I sent the message and they said, we'll get back to you within 24 hours. Imagine my surprise a couple hours later when I got the following message. It says, hey, name of the account has sent you a help message. I thought, yes, this is help. And I clicked on it and it simply said, Log in and read a new secure message in your My Messages box. <laughs> and that's where you've been ever since. Right. <laughs> new Country 105.1. Adding Tom's Hot Nashville Minute. National Songwriters Hall of Fame inducted its latest members on Sunday night. Among them, Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn and his fellow Oklahoman, Reba McIntyre. Reba's award was a first for the hall. It's the inaugural Career Maker Award, which honors singers who, quote, have had a significant impact influence on the songwriting careers of Hall of Fame members. Reba hardly writes at all, but she has had more than 80 hits for other songwriters. Dunn was inducted straight up for his songwriting, which includes monster hits like Neon Moon and Red Dirt Road. Also inducted 80s singer-songwriter K.T. Oslin and songwriters Byron Hill and Wayne Kirkpatrick, who have written hits for people like George Strait, Alabama, and Little Big Town. Speaking of Reba, for the second straight year, she will host the CMA Country Christmas. It'll air Monday, December 10th, and will feature Dan and Shay, Brett Eldridge, because really, you can't have a country Christmas show without Brett Eldridge. No. Would you know? Brett Young and others. And this one was recorded on the campus of Belmont University. Thomas Rhett, back in the studio, putting the finishing touches on a new album, says before he went in, he actually said out loud, how in the world am I going to write another record? I have nothing else to talk about. He said, and then he looks at his family and his kids, and he says a quick prayer to the writing gods, and somehow it all works out. Would you eat in a place if you knew it was haunted? Such is the case here in Sacramento. There is a Burger King on Florin Road. It's actually Stockton Road, Stockton Florin, where they meet. In the 70s, there were two people that, that passed away inside that Burger King. And over the years, the staff members have said they've seen apparitions, they've heard screams, cops get knocked over, that sort of thing. So this is one of the most haunted places in Sacramento, a yes. Burger King? a Burger King on me. Stockton and Florida, yeah. Wow. Highway 50 exit off of uh, W Street. Years ago, a woman passed away there while she was hitchhiking. And people who drive by from time to time report they've seen a silhouette of a woman alongside of the road hitchhiking. That would give you a double take. And there's the old Sacramento tunnels. Uh, I think a lot of people know that Sacramento was rebuilt over the original town, like one story up, because it kept flooding all the time. So down in old Sacramento and other parts, there is a lower-level Sacramento. And apparently, it's so haunted that even some of the transients who live down there, who are probably, you know, as rough and tumble as they come, there are certain areas that they avoid completely because it's just too wiggy for them. Really? Yeah. Sometime, you and I should spend the night there. Nope. You know, separately. Not happening. <laughs> no hope. And Definitely finally, not to happen. Uh, they say the the most haunted place in Sacramento is the Old City Cemetery. You've probably driven by this like a thousand times, maybe even looked at it. It's at Broadway and Riverside. You know where the Target uh, store is there? It's right across the street from the Target. Spirits lurking bet uh, between headstones, a little girl playing, even a dog chasing her, and this is the time of the year that they do lantern tours. The Old Sac City Cemetery lantern tours at 8 o'clock at night, but it's nice and dark. And many people over the years who've taken these tours, you can buy tickets to it, have felt and seen things 
Like Katie and Auburn? What about you? Coming up with Pat and Tom. Sorry. Katie. Sorry, Katie. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, we went on that uh, cemetery tour last night. And? and how was it? It was really cool. But see, we got some pictures of the orbs. You did? Yeah. For real? For real, huh? We'd, we'd like to huh. see your orbs. You want to see my orbs? Yes. Well, I got two of them in one picture. Well, could you send us that photo, please? <laughs> yeah, I sure will. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, bye. Tom, it's going to be a great day. Halloween is tomorrow. Normally, we like to spend the morning doing ghost stories. So At least a few. Yeah, so we're collecting them uh, today on our 105 Facebook page. If you've got one, check in. But there is one that was posted by Dean that we wanted to share with you this morning. Dean, his dad, and some other kids went camping in the eastern Sierra near the town of Bridgeport. He says, driving to their campsite at midnight, they came across an older lady in white, and she was wearing, like, like a nightgown, right? And she was walking along the side of the road. It was really unusual. They offered her a ride. They offered her a jacket, a flashlight. She politely turned them down each time and said, thank you, but I've been walking these roads for 50 years. I'm fine. Now, later that night... Dean says one of the kids in their party got sick, and the dad had to run back into town. He drove down the same road and realized that he never saw the woman again, and he also noticed there were no houses anywhere. So when he got back to camp, they kind of joked, oh, it was probably a ghost. Uh, eight years later, same, uh, they, they decided to do the camping trip again, and they stopped in Bridgeport at the Bridgeport Hotel where the dad grabbed a cup of coffee and walked outside while everybody else was finishing up. And Dean says dad walked across the street where he saw a plaque dedicated to an old lady who died many years earlier and it, it says that she's still often seen walking around on the roads around Bridgeport in the middle of the night and she's always dressed in white and Dean finishes by saying then and only then did we realize the lady we saw was truly a ghost hello how do you and my sister who vacations near there with her husband and has for years. I've heard this story from her, too, about the lady in white. She's never seen her, but that is definitely a legend from around. See, Doesn't I gotta go with chill bumps? I got to go with your sister on this because if anybody knows anything or has seen anything, it's going to be your sister. She's the next door app. Of next door app. She, she, she is Gladys Kravitz. <laughs> yes, <yeah>. she is. <laughs> New Country 105.1. Here's what's trending. The Queen biopic Bohemian Rhapsody premieres this weekend. And while the marketing leading up to the movie has been everywhere, what may be the best promotional clip so far did not come from any advertising agency. It's of a little three-year-old girl strapped into her car seat and videoed by her mom belting out an incredibly adorable rendition of Queen's biggest hit. That's a lot for a three-year-old to sing. And she goes on for a full four minutes. Yes, she does. The whole video on our website. And she's longer than the actual song. <laughs> Not annoying. You know those fake vampire teeth you can get? Well, Lady in Alabama used some for her zombie costume this past weekend. She paid three bucks for them, and she used that temporary glue that came with them, but it wasn't temporary. Oh, Anna, too, no. could not get them off her teeth. She even used wire clippers, and all that did was clip off the sharp ends. She ended up going to the dentist, an emergency uh, room, emergency dentist visit. After two hours, the fake fangs were finally removed. Afterwards, Anna said, I will never, ever put anything in my mouth again that doesn't belong there. And that's after she got that $700 dentist bill. Oh. Three bucks for the teeth, 700 bucks for the dentist. 
Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.